what happens when best friends and business partners are also certified life coaches. Welcome to Let's Talk It Out, the life coach blog where we work through life's daily challenges. Yeah, today's topic, hmm, how to unload the heavy energy that you may be carrying so that you can enjoy your life. And it's interesting because, Karen, I know that just recently we had a client who dealt with something kind of heavy after a long clinical day, and we really dove into this topic. So maybe you can share a little bit about um, that client and, and what was going on. Yeah, well, I think, first of all, we all know how busy a day in dentistry can be. Uh, it's some days it's just literally non-stop that you don't even have time to go grab a glass of water or nip to the bathroom or restroom. But if you imagine, and this was the situation that came up at the very end of a day, you put down your tools, instruments, you take a sigh, a breath of relief really that the day is done. You've got there, you've got to the finish line. And our client is a dentist and she got to her office at the end of the day, was doing her paperwork and her team were what she thought were just tidying up and cleaning up and finishing for the day. And then, and you'll know this very well, and I know that you'll feel this and what happened. There was a knock at the door and it's somebody that goes, can I have a minute? I need to talk to you. And it was one of the hygienists from her team who came in with a situation that had cropped up during the day with just almost a misunderstanding, disagreement. You know, it could be seen both ways from either party, but they're gone in the practice. And she was ready to walk out the door, the dentist, and didn't, you know, she's tired. And as much as she genuinely cares about her team, where she, she was just struggling, where do I find the reserve of energy? that I need to be able to focus and give this person what they need in that moment for me to. And that was a, a really difficult situation that she was energy low. Mm. Mm. You know, and, and I think all of us can identify with that in the sense that um, at the end of a day with energy low, there are like the world doesn't stop. There are still demands, mm-hmm. whether it be with your teammates, whether it be with your family, your kids, um, partners, your fur babies, whatever it is, their demands. Um, and, you know, our client was really good. She recognized that she didn't have the energy or the capacity to deal with this. And so she asked if she could, you know, kind of table the discussion till the next day when they were both fresh. Um, but I think the real problem was, is that she went home and she carried that mm-hmm. and it ruined her night because she worried about it all night. She wasn't present with her loved ones. She had fitful sleep. Um, she she didn't leave it like she had wanted to. Mm-hmm. Sort of like an energy residue, so to speak, that that she took with her. Um, yeah. And and you know, Ash, I, I, uh, yep, happens to me. In fact, um, I, you know, I've I've gotten better with with knowing and recognizing and knowing what to do, but it it still crops up. And so I think it's a valuable topic to talk about. Like, how do we truly let that energy go? Yeah. 
I mean, you said just there that you said that it's happened to you, it's happened to me, and then you said that you've learned some things. Mm-hmm. Where did you start with learning how to deal with this? Mm-hmm. Even even identifying that that was the issue. Mm-hmm. If we take it right back to the start of the process, if somebody listening is just thinking, oh my gosh, I feel like that at the end of the day, I didn't realize that I was taking home somebody else's energy rather than if I didn't, I might have felt better. Mm-hmm. Where did you start? You know, I think, I think, like you said, the first piece is recognizing that it is impacting life outside the, the, the office. And for me, it was, it was an argument with my husband who said, you're, you're not here. You're here, but you're not here. Like your kids miss you. And that just like, oh, I was going, that was my next question was going to be, (laughs) how did that feel? to hear that in that moment. Yeah. Like a stab in the heart. Like I thought, I mean, I was rushing home to be with the family, but I wasn't being with the family because I, I was worried. I was thinking I was, I was not, I was not participating to my fullest. And that was a real, like that, that shook me up. That was a real moment of, wow recognizing so yeah number one is recognizing mm-hmm. that it's happening oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so I guess you were that you were there physically there mm-hmm. and you were going through the motions of being the parent and doing those things but it's just that extra spark of magic that maybe that you see when somebody is fully present versus distracted Mm -hmm. so once somebody recognizes Mm -hmm. that okay this sounds like me this sounds like something that I could do on an evening I've you know from personal experience too I remember coming home from work and just sitting on the bottom step of my stairs um and I just had my head in my hands and I remember my girls like saying come on come on we're doing this we're doing that and I was just like let me just need a minute. Mm-hmm. So once you've recognized, mm-hmm. what what was the next step in your journey for that? Mm. I think recognizing, but almost like sitting with it and, and and admitting it to yourself. Like, you know, like I had to come to terms with that. I couldn't, I can say, oh, I'm here. What do you mean? You know, like I couldn't dispute it. Mm-hmm. I had to feel it. I had to feel that it it was it was impacting not just myself mm-hmm. and my enjoyment of the evening, but of the people that I love the most. Yeah. And I had to like I had to really feel that feeling because without without if I just glossed over it, I wouldn't have wanted to change anything. Mm-hmm. So I really had to like, even as uncomfortable as it was and how how it hurt. Like I said, it stabbed you in the mm-hmm. heart. Right? Like I had to, I had to really acknowledge and feel that. And, and then maybe even come up with how that was making me feel like some guilt, um, mm-hmm. shame, uh, doubt, um, sadness. Like I really had to kind of go through all that anger. <laughs> so is that what you do when you sit with something? Because I think it's it's a common phrase, isn't it? People say, oh, just sit with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing a lot of people would be like, well, what what does that mean? 
Mm. Like, what does sitting with a feeling mean? And you then described about how you would feel it mm-hmm. and think about this. Is, is that how would you sit with something for somebody mm. that's never sat with a feeling or an emotion before? Because when we're so busy day to day, it's just constant go, 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 isn't it? That very often, and I know many people that do this, just move on mm-hmm. because they're coping. Mm-hmm. They're coping, they're surviving. If I stop and sit with my feelings, people are scared they're not going to get back up. Mm-hmm. So how do you sit with a feeling mm-hmm. or sit with an emotion or yeah. realization? Well- it's such a great question, and and it's one that I think um, our profession doesn't doesn't really allow a lot because, like you mm-hmm. said, the day is go 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 go. You're hopping between between patients. You're hopping between dealing with um, team members. You're hopping between your out of work duties and roles. Um, and so I think a lot of people just keep going, and they just mm-hmm. I'll deal with that. I'll deal with that, and and they don't. Um, and so I think, yeah, sometimes, and, and I think sit with is different for everybody. What does that mean? What's the best way. But I think, you know, ultimately what it means is to really dive into what that feels like for you in the moment Mm -hmm. and really kind of question, what am I feeling? Mm -hmm. And then when you, when you, when you say, okay, I'm feeling sad, well, what am I feeling sad about? Why am I feeling this way? Like keep asking, keep digging, you know, and I don't know. Um, and, and, and truly feel that don't let, don't just like stuff it down or put it on the shelf for later, like truly. Um, and unfortunately that takes a little bit of like sometimes alone time or, you know, um, reflection time or journaling or something you you have to be kind of proactive about how you do it you can't just think it's going to happen yeah when you describe that it reminds me of one of the exercises that we have in one of our workshops Mm -hmm. where we go beyond the buzzword Mm -hmm. because it strikes me in that situation that if you say to yourself how am I feeling oh my gosh I'm stressed well, it's just such a common word, isn't it? When people ask you, how are you today? You say, oh, I'm good. Or it's those words that they don't almost have a, they don't allow us to feel more deeply because it's just a buzzword and it fills the space. But like you did there, you illustrated that you take it a step further. Mm-hmm. And then maybe even a step further again. Mm-hmm. But having that made moment of quiet to do that, to question it, so you were using one of our own techniques there, which is really cool. Well, amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think that I, I think it's really important to because the more you explore it. Ironically, the more opportunity you have to then deal with it and mm-hmm. solve it. Because then then it gives clarity to what really, what's really the issue here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like if you just say I'm stressed, well, okay. Stress is never going to go away. So there's really no solving that. Um, there's really nothing to do about it. But if you dig deeper and you say, I'm frustrated because at the end of the day, I take this home. 
Okay. Well, all right. That's, that's good. Now, what can we do? What are some actions we can do so you don't take this home at the end of the day? Yeah. And I think that piece specifically almost reduces the heightened sensation, emotion, whatever it is in that moment that you are able to explain it. And it may not feel as bad when you can explain it and work out what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And that also, that part of this brought it back to once you know how to do this for yourself, if we take our dentist that we were talking about at the beginning who had the hygienist come in at the end of the day, knowing that knowledge of how she deals with things like that when somebody approaches you and they are in a heightened sense of emotion you can then almost help and guide them through that that they then just come off the boil a little bit and that they are feel a little bit more calm and it's more manageable by asking them those questions which in a dental team those things crop up all the time Imagine how lovely it would be just to be able to just oh, turn the little switch down on everybody's emotions one day and be like, look, we're all good. We can work through this. So it's a valuable thing to learn to do, not just for you, but to, for everybody on your team. You can help them and then that person can then help someone else. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty fun game to play, even I think with your children and families at home. Mm-hmm. If they're feeling a certain way, and asking them to explain it. Because how many times do you see a small child? I know for me and you, our children are no longer small. And like, but when they're just so upset, they can't actually put into words what it is that's upsetting them. They're just upset. Mm-hmm. And then everything upsets them. Yes. See when one problem becomes another. Yes. <laughs> but oh, by doing you know, this. That takes me right back to my childhood. Because I remember a specific instance where I was upset about something and I don't even remember what it was, but I was crying. And my mom said, oh, you're just angry. And that wasn't what I was. And that made me more angry. (laughs) That upset me more. I'm like, no, I'm not angry. That's not it. But you know, like, And that's, and that's a key point is you really have to do that work. Like it's good to have a guide to ask some questions, but it really has to resonate with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's that everybody then needs to take time to think about that. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't lucky enough to be able to have 30 minutes in the car on their own at the end of the day. Right. They're straight on to the next thing. Right. Um, so thinking about your example of how, you know, your husband brought it up to you, you're being this way you're at home, you're supposed to be present and you're not being. And then having that realization and acknowledgement of yes, that's what sort of things did you put in place to prevent that situation? And it's a learning process. Nothing happens overnight that you're amazing at it. Mm -hmm. What sort of things did you start to do to be able to not be in that situation again? Yeah. Um, Great question. I think that the uh, like you said, it is a process and there's you, like, I tried certain things and they didn't work for me as well as other things. So it was like a kind of a, um, a process that I experimented with. Um, but I think that one of the best things was 
at the end of the day is I, I wrote down a list of things I needed to address the next day. Mm-hmm. And they, it was in a notebook that closed. Mm-hmm. But once I wrote that down, I closed the notebook. I closed my computer. I tidied my desk. And I, and I said, okay, see you all tomorrow. We'll work on all of that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it was like a little mental cue that it was there. It was organized. It was, it was ready for me tomorrow, but it, it didn't need to come home with me tonight. Yeah. So you let your brain have a sneak peek of tomorrow. <laughs> In a way, you're telling your brain you're working on this. It's not forgotten. It's not. You, you allowed it to have some exercise, maybe. Mm-hmm. So by the time you got home, it felt like you'd done some work on it. It was ready. It was waiting. It was prepared. It wasn't not looked after. Mm-hmm. And yet you did quite a few things there that were physical um, expressions of finishing this chapter for the day, mm-hmm. closing the book, closing the computer, doing those things, physically recognizing the moments that you're stepping out of your role mm-hmm. in a dental office and into your role as whoever it is you are at work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then there was also like a moment in the car before I got my kids where in my head, I kind of went through a, all right, this is who I am now. This is, this is the role I'm playing now. This is, you know, mm-hmm. like really saying goodbye to that that work role, hello to the home role. Mm -hmm. And almost like they were two separate people, like, see you later, Laura at work. Hey, Laura, Mm -hmm. how you doing? But yeah, it it just, it, you know, and, and different things work for different people. And, and one thing that also I think is really important is this doesn't work perfectly all the time. Mm -hmm. There's still sometimes those problems that nag or those things that you can't stop thinking about. And for that, um, I think one of the best tips is to acknowledge the fact that your subconscious mind works really well when you're asleep. And so if there's something that is nagging on you, you could just, you know, you could just say, hey, you know what, right before I fall asleep, I'm going to ask my subconscious mind to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But until then, I don't need to try and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like I can't. Once you've left work, you can't control it. Mm-hmm. and letting it go to that place where the subconscious is they're, they're the uh, boss overnight maybe <laughs> that's right rather than you laying awake at night worrying about it I mean it's easy to do whether it's an uh, employee someone in your team a patient something that didn't go as you planned mm-hmm. something where you're waiting for the patient to to ring saying hey I'm having issues and you know, like you're worrying that that you're going to get that call. Mm -hmm. So all these are really great ways for people to just put that to bed as they go to bed Mm -hmm. or when they leave the office. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, I think there's some really good, useful things that people can actually action and try out Mm -hmm. straight away. Yeah. And things that you can do for you that will help your team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And things that we can do that will help your team 
There are things that we can do that will help your team not come to you with those things in the first place. That's right. Um, and I, that makes me think of our Harmony workshop that we do. Um, and this can be used for teams who are functioning very well and just want to enhance what they're doing. Or even if it's teams that are struggling maybe in their relationships with each other or processes and how things are, how things are taking place at work. But that Harmony workshop is really just a great opportunity for people to sit down, for a team to sit down together and work through collaboratively an issue that they have. Because imagine if you can solve the problems before they even occur, you might walk out at the end of the day, either if you're the hygienist or you're the dentist, without having to go and talk to the other one about something. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's really fun to see with during our Harmony workshops to see the light bulbs go off mm-hmm. and to see the recognition that this is something that they could use repetitively um, for challenges, for goals, for all sorts of things. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great opportunity. We love hosting Harmony workshops. We do them virtually. Um, yeah, over a lunch hour, we we allow you time to get back to work. We never take more than <laughs> more than your lunch time, so we allow you time to go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, gather your thoughts, set up your room. And, back to work yeah so awesome well I already feel better I already feel like I've (laughs) released some energy so yeah just talking it through makes a big difference yeah and having somebody I guess who's a a safe space that you can tell yeah so awesome well again this talk it out is always uh, one of our favorite ways to tackle difficult topics so if there's a difficult topic that you'd like us to bring to talk it out let us know and we be sure to host it and put it through the the test of talking it out with two life coaches who are also longtime dentists and good friends yeah so that is all right we'll see you again on the next episode of the mint door podcast cheers bye